0: The last OBGYN in a small town has a unique view of Illinois' growing maternal care deserts. That's one of the things you need to know to start your day. I'm Ryan Denham
1: and I'm Kendall. Today is Thursday, May 18th and this is WGLT's The Lead Off.
2: Support for the leadoff on WGLT and WGLT.org comes from the Central Illinois Regional Airport in Bloomington, featuring summer vacation destinations for travelers to see the world via American, Delta, Frontier, and Allegiant. CIRA, your trip starts here. Details at CIRA.com.
0: Now let's lead off by remembering a longtime public servant in Bloomington Normal who recently passed away. WGLT's Charlie Schlenker has more.
2: Parker Lawless was 88 years old. He had a long career at Illinois State University in human resources. Lawless also served 25 years on the Normal Town Council. Current City Manager Pam Reese says Lawless sat on the council from 1979 to 1995 and again from 2003 to 2009. Reese says a lot happened in that era.
0: Ironwood Golf Course was developed, and uh, so that certainly is impactful on the community. Um, shops at College Hills, or the College Hills Mall at the time was developed, so a lot of, uh, a lot of growth and economic development, a lot of residential development during his tenure.
2: Reese says Lawless could be gruff, but she has a fond personal memory of him. Reese's dad died two days before her wedding, and Lawless made a long road trip to pay his respects.
0: I do remember how, um, how meaningful that was, that he came all the way to Traverse City, Michigan with my bosses. At the time, and, and to express condolence, and, and that was very meaningful. And so he had, a, I think, a, a big heart.
2: Lawless stepped off the council in 1995, but ran again in 2003 to oppose the Uptown Normal Revitalization Plan, and he served several more years. Memorials for Lawless can go to the Midwest Food Bank and the Parker and Sharon Lawless Endowed Scholarship Fund at Illinois State University. A visitation for Lawless will be Saturday at 1 p.m. at Carmody Flynn Funeral Home in Bloomington. For the leadoff, I'm Charlie Schlenker. Here are some other stories we're following in
0: the WGLT newsroom. The Illinois House has approved an updated version of a bill that would change who pays property taxes to support the Central Illinois Regional Airport. It now goes to the Senate for final passage. Unit 5 has reached a settlement with a former employee who alleged the school district failed to protect her from sexual harassment and then retaliated against her when she raised concerns. And a 28-year-old woman from Normal has pleaded guilty to buying a 9mm pistol and giving it to a man who used it to kill a police officer in Champaign. You can find more on these stories at WGLT.org. Yesterday on the leadoff, you heard about the disturbing pattern of rural maternity ward closures in central Illinois. So, what's next? WGLT's Lindsay Jones is back with another look at maternity care deserts. She spoke to the last OBGYN in Logan County, just south of Bloomington Normal.
1: This is Dr. Kristen Green, OBGYN at her office at Springfield Clinic in Lincoln.
2: Monday I do surgeries, clinic in the afternoon, the rest of the days I do clinic.
1: She's talking about her daily workload now that she's the last OBGYN in all of Logan County. There used to be two, but the other OBGYN recently retired and it's not yet clear when or if a replacement will take over. That means that, for now, Dr. Christian Green is the only OB doctor in the population 30,000-plus county. It keeps us busy. But this trend isn't isolated to Logan County. March of Dimes, the national nonprofit focused on moms and babies, released a report last year estimating that 2.2 million women in America live in maternity care deserts where there are no hospitals with labor and delivery units and no obstetrical health care providers at all. There are consequences for this for both mothers and for babies.
2: What that means is that there are a lot more births that are not attended or not at a hospital.
1: And there are consequences for the obstetrical care providers who do remain. Dr. Green used to deliver babies at Lincoln Memorial Hospital, which shares a campus with Springfield Clinic. But hospital officials said last year, A reduced demand for labor and delivery services happening at the same time as a rise in demand for other services prompted them to close down the three-bed maternity unit late last year. That means Dr. Green now has about a 40-minute drive to Springfield to deliver, since that's where Lincoln's hospital transfers go. And because there's a shortage of OBGYNs in general, she's taken on other responsibilities in other counties as well to try to help. Right now, Dr. Green is making this work, but if it sounds difficult to sustain, it is. And for some women in these counties who need that OBGYN care, this is difficult for them too. Transportation, insurance, or a lack thereof, and the distance to a doctor are complicating factors for women living in these obstetrical deserts.
2: We recently had a lady very high risk. I couldn't get her to her maternal-fetal medicine appointment in Springfield. And my nurses literally spent hours trying to find some way to get her there.
1: There are programs trying to fill these gaps. The University of Illinois College of Medicine, Rockford, has RMed, a rural education medical program at its medical school, which trains future doctors for work in rural Illinois settings. Hannah Henkel is the assistant dean for rural health professions at the school. She says the program is designed to flush out what it means to be a health care provider in areas where there are few others and resources are limited.
2: Our students have to understand how to navigate lower resource availability. So a lot of times when our students go into a primary care specialty, they might be one or two of the physicians in that practice group, and they're going to have to know how to navigate that. Hinkle says about 70% of the
1: school's students stay in Illinois after graduation. Only three have worked in Chicago. There's a number of tracks or electives those in the program can take, ranging from family medicine to OBGYN. As you might be able to predict by now, there's one track in particular that's difficult to find placements for. Here's Diane Potts, our Med's Assistant Director of Curriculum, Outreach and Development. OB, rural OB is very difficult to find. In Logan County, Dr. Kristen Green is often eager to accept med students, but meds Diane Potts says there need to be more options. There's a lot of ask from the chair of OB for me to find what I can in rural. Ultimately, Potts, her ARMed colleague Hannah Hinkle, and Dr. Kristen Green all agree on one thing. The challenges facing rural health care providers are system-wide and need addressed by policymakers for anything to get substantively better for women and their families in rural settings. Here's Dr. Green.
2: When are we going to take care of our women?
1: And Green says taking care of expecting moms means taking care of our future as well. I'm Lindsay Jones.
0: You can read part one of Lindsay's series on maternity care deserts in central Illinois at WGLT.org before we let you go, the McLean County Extension Board meets today at 3 at the Government Center. On the agenda is discussion about next year's budget and programs.
1: And that's it for today. I'm your co-host, Kendall, from Parkside Elementary School and Normal. You can subscribe to the Lead Off podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the NPR app.